0: business podcast. I am Lauren. And I'm Michelle. For a minute, I forgot the name of our podcast. I had like a second, I had a moment there where I went,
1: I forgot, you know, I, I just was so used to it. I was waiting to see what was going to come out. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, <laughs> thanks for that. No prompts. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> she'll know, she'll know. Uh, welcome yeah. to the podcast. Of yeah. course, And this is brought to you today by my business, Michelle Price, a light worker. Uh, I am on Facebook. I have quite a prominent a uh, bit of exposure on there. I do use Facebook a lot, but I am on all the socials. Michelle, price a light worker. I am an Oracle card reader, uh, which I'll be doing a little bit of today before we get started. And uh, I also am a medium, so connect past over loved ones and a mentor. So I teach people how to discover and develop their gifts. I'm also a Reiki master. So I teach Reiki at my home on the Sunshine Coast in Queensland, Australia as well. So I also do past life readings, which is our theme for today, Lauren. So if there's anything that you need, in a way of guidance, um, I have been doing a lot of readings lately for people who are a little bit uh, down, you know, with everything that's going on out there. So happy to be here. I do online through Zoom. My uh, business is Michelle Price, the Lightworker on Facebook if you want to get in touch.
0: Basically, if
1: you name it, Michelle does it. And if she doesn't do it now, if you suggest it to her, she'll make it happen. (laughs) That's it. Or I will recommend you to someone else. I recommend a lot, depending on where you live. Some people like face-to-face. So I often recommend to others, you know, who are in different areas that do the same sort of thing as well. So it's good to have word of mouth, I think, Lauren, in this industry, isn't it? Or any industry, really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So the theme for today is, would you like me to just get into a brief explanation? Yeah. Yeah, uh, so yeah, yeah. Day is the past lives where uh, I've been talking a bit off air about past lives, Lauren and I, and I just thought maybe it's worthwhile doing a session on that because I've been sort of debating whether I do, um, you know, add that to my services as just that. Because when I do past lives, it does take a little bit of time, and then sometimes we don't have much time to do anything else. So I'm thinking about adding that um, as just its own little thing. So we got talking about past lives and the meaning of them and that sort of thing, and you know, I just thought, well, maybe we do a segment on past lives and that's the idea of today's show. So, but before we get into all of that, would you like to catch up Lauren on what we've been getting up to and what's been happening in our lives? So have you got anything that you'd like to um, share with our listener at home about your week so far? Uh,
0: Well, I guess, you know, my week is probably pretty boring for the listener at home. We'll fall asleep for a second. So I'll keep it short and sweet. uh, I'm taking my dog out, getting him more Socialized because um, you know they there's a lot of emphasis on socializing your dog before a certain period of time and um, I kept my dog home. I mean we live on a big property as you know a listener might know that too and um, so it's not like he was stuck in a house or anything. He had a four acre property roam for the last few months, but I kept him at home until he had all his vaccinations. So we've started puppy school and I'm taking him out and it's really. It's really funny and cute to see him engage with new people. It's really interesting. And I was given this whole checklist of things that he needs to deal with. So like he's got to be around an ambulance or go to a busy place or meet people of different heights and weights and um, obviously different races. And he's got to meet people with sunglasses on and with hats on and with beards and all these sort of things. So it's like this whole checklist of things I need to get through. So uh, we took him out just on the weekend, and uh, I saw there was a construction crew working, and I purposely walked him, you know, right beside them so that I could try to tick off like loud truck or something like that. Actually, haven't seen if that's there, but I, I think I could pro- probably find a comparison. So, yeah, that was good. Uh, the other thing too that I've really been struggling with lately is um, just taking care of my body properly. I haven't been acting as if, and I haven't been showing up for myself in that way. So what I mean by that is I eat fine. I eat well. I don't eat, you know, I don't overeat or anything, but I haven't been exercising. Uh normally I do run and I haven't been and I haven't been doing yoga and I haven't been doing meditation. So pretty much uh neglecting myself for whatever reason. And I guess one of the things that, you know, it's important to look at at least for myself is like why am I not doing it? What is the hurdle here? And um it just comes back to everything I tell my clients all the time that you have to schedule it in and I'm not. And so what I decided to do was I pre-booked a bunch of yoga classes in a local area here and I've gone and I've scheduled myself in for these yeah, yoga classes. So I went yesterday and uh, I can just tell you right now that I was I feel two ways about it. One, I was just completely in awe and in shock of how when you aren't doing a proper like a regular mm-hmm. practice aka i've done one proper yoga class pretty much since i got george because uh it, i can't train with him there because he's always in my way and if i put him in his den it's not it's not really relaxing anyway i'm so stiff it's like these things that i shouldn't be i i shouldn't be challenged by i, I am challenged by. So I'm like, okay, it's all right. It's really easy to sit in judgment of yourself when I need to just understand that my situation changed. Now I'm working, learning how to work within that. So I'm sure people who have children or or puppies or something new in their life, you know, they, you know, can relate to that. So I just feel way better today. I woke up more fresh and I just feel that. You know, yesterday I thought, I don't want to go to yoga. But then I remember this quote and it said, um, I really regret going to that yoga class said nobody ever, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is so true, true. which is so true. You know, it's the hard, the hard thing is sometimes just getting there. But I know for myself, for my mental health, I really need to go to yoga. Mm. I really need to do, if I don't do anything else in my life, I have to do that. Because at least I'm taking the physical and then the mental you know, check boxes. So, yeah. So it's a little bit of a boring story. I basically have started to go to yoga again, but one of the reasons why I also bring this up is because I feel that if I tell you about it, then I can continue to hold myself accountable because I do know that my life is better when I'm doing these things. Yeah. And, um, I'm really busy with work. I'm working a lot and I really love what I'm doing. So I think it's really easy for me to just want to keep doing what I'm working on. Mm -hmm. But we need to take mental breaks. I mean, you would know that we need Mm to take time to step away, to come back with new inspiration, new ideas. And if we don't take care of our body, I mean, God, that's where we live. So it's like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's kind of an obvious thing. So anyway, what's up with you? It's a good reminder. Well,
1: I was was going to say with the yoga as well, Lauren, I don't know if you remember, but I posted when Sissy was little and, um, and then we got little Joy, our cat, I kept doing yoga with them and they would just participate and there's some really funny videos if a listener at home wants to Google or if Lauren wants to Google uh, dogs and yoga and Jason actually sent me a video of one of those I'm sure you've probably seen one of them but the dog actually does everything the owner does like mimics everything she does so they actually do this yoga class oh, together that's cool. which is really fun
0: well that would work for me, George is more like, Oh, let me get. I'm doing a downward dog, and he's like, I'm gonna lie directly underneath you. Yeah, that's what my hips do well.
1: But that's cool, you just yeah, and it's it.
0: like, you just, you just plank, you know, you're like, Okay, I guess I'll plank. Yep,
1: yep. you just <laughs> work just around it. to a
0: really like high up really pit. long, yeah, still yes. is end
1: up doing fitness yoga. Um, so that's yeah, it.
0: yeah, yeah, um, maybe I need to work on it more. Yeah,
1: yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I just worked around them. I was like, If you're gonna get squashed, they'll get out of the way if they look like they're gonna get squashed. Um, so, uh, yeah, just a really interesting week for me. Uh, and I've got some cards here, Lauren, you're going to laugh when you see what they are. Uh, we're doing past life cards because we're doing a past life episode today. So I've got some past life cards here and I, I drew one, but I also look at the one on the bottom of the deck and it's, um, pretty interesting considering, yeah, your life at the moment. So, uh, you're going to find Okay. So, um, but I'll keep, I'll keep you on the uh, tenor hooks there, Laura, and I'll keep you going for a little while longer. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've had a lot more mentorship clients come in, which is awesome. Um, some really crazy dreams as I was saying to Laura, and we're going to do um, probably something on this next episode. Um, so I won't talk about that, but um, just really crazy dreams at the moment uh, from myself and other people talking about their dreams. So we thought we might talk about this um, for a show. Now I did have um, some really awesome confirmation come through my readings and I do have, you know, really good confirmation most of the time, you know, obviously that's part of what I do, but just a real standout for me was this gorgeous little kid showed up in one of my uh, readings and she was sort of toddling around and I was like, oh, she's about 18 months and she's got this little coat on. It looks like a little bear and I've got this little hood and it's got little ears on it and it really looks like a little teddy and she's got like brown pants on or something. And the girl I was reading for just went, holy crap, and she doesn't have any kids. So I was like, I don't know who this kid is, but she held up a photo and it was her niece named Ava. And she's like exactly like what I described, the little teddy bear, the hood with the little ears. Um, And this photo was taken like a week ago and she had brown pants on. And it was exactly 15 months old. And I said 18 months, but I was like, she's sort of toddling still. And that was her niece. And she's got a really strong connection to her niece and getting into, I guess, our theme for today. She, I believe, and she agrees, I believe that that child was her daughter in a previous life. And in this life, she's actually struggling to have children. So it's interesting because that's sort of a segue into what we're talking about today. But that little kid came up so strongly. I thought it was her child. I thought it was her kid. She said, no, this is her, bang. And I was like, holy crap. So spirit, you know, when they want to get a message across, they don't leave anything up to the imagination. It's like, this is definitely who we're talking about so that we don't get confused. Um, The other interesting thing is, because I had, um, you know, that I think I told you the Puffetti story last week. This is another very, very honest story that came out where this poor gentleman died in a, a significant car crash. He was killed and it was a colleague of the person I was reading for and he came through and he was talking, he was saying, talk about the dogs. It was like after my funeral or memorial or something, he said, talk about the dogs and it's like working dogs, Kelpie, there's like a farm or something. And I was like, oh, okay. And so I mentioned the dogs and um, specifically the breed and everything, the Kelpie cattle dog, working dog. And she nearly fell off her chair and she was like, oh my God, oh my God. And I'm like, what? And she said, well, when he died, we went back to my boss's property, which is on a farm. And there were two dogs having sex. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. And they got stuck. They got stuck and couldn't get apart. So they had to pull them apart. This oh is after they've laid this guy to rest. He's having, a, he's having a field day over here. He thought it was so funny. He was like, I can't believe like, I've like died, and then this happens. They're all like having a beer, and they're all you know in tears and upset, and everything. And then they're like, Are they stuck? Like, oh my god! Oh my god! (laughs) So Um, that was interesting that comes down to trust. You have to really trust. Oh, really I was trusting. Really yeah, I was. Yeah, oh my God Um, so challenging challenging, but um, anyway, I've got some past life cards here And um, and that was Amazing. the most segment to what we're talking about today. Not so much dogs, but the other part but um <laughs> One of these cards does relate to that as well that story now lauren these are my past life deck And i'll put these into the show notes. They are during virtues. So they could be hard to get Um, but it's also Brian L. Weiss um, produces these ones. Mm -hmm. They're specifically for past lives. So great deck, and I can put the link in if you can still get them. Now, Lauren, I think this is fairly uh, fairly appropriate. and going to make a bit of sense. That was a card I pulled for you. Beautiful. So it's trees. It's literally a photo of a canopy. Um, So looking up a tree, a very tall tree, and there's a bit of sunlight coming through through the uh, branches and the leaves. So we have trees, and that was on the bottom of the deck. Farm. So I feel like because every week in the talk topics, I put down Lauren's farm in the talk topics. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, I sort of saw both of them and I'm going, wow, okay. um, You know, this is kind of a tree change, but uh, also this tree one relates to plant medicine. So it's really interesting with what you were just talking about. And you think about tree pose. I was thinking about yoga as well tree pose, you know, just where you're standing and you've got one leg usually sort of crooked. So your foot's sort of leaning on the other yes. leg. And that's all about balance. And when you can't balance, it means you're too busy and you're not having enough downtime and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it means you're often overbalanced uh, and that's when the mind's too busy. So you know that you need to wind back the mind um, so that you can balance. And that's what balancing poses are all about. That's tree pose, It's strength. Um, but the other thing with the trees is connection to yeah the druids um and so if i was doing a past life reading i wouldn't be sitting here talking to you like this i would generally be dropping into that but this is just a general sort of speaking around what the meanings are farm is often generational so often when i get farm for people it's um you know a grandparent you know on the farm with like a grandchild or something like that you know raised on the farm a lot of the time it's that sort of thing. And more often than not, it's very interesting that I'll be talking about the farm, the grandfather, the horses, whatever they were doing. And then I look back at the person I'm reading for and they said, Oh my God, my grandfather in this life had a farm and looked after horses and this, 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 you know. So a lot of the time it does heavily overlap. But this one for me was just Lauren's farm. I looked at it and I was like, that's Lauren's farm. There's a little barn in the background. There's two horses in the foreground. But the tree one is is great for you as well because that's, you know, also connection to nature spirits and where you are at the moment. I mean you're in nature. It's awesome. Yes, It's so good for the soul. Yeah,
0: that's really funny. You know, it's interesting. I, I, uh, I think I talked about it last week, but I just listened to the. Actually, I don't think I'm done. Not I realize that. i think I'm about eighty percent through listening to this audiobook um, on Hay hey House Radio Unlimited, which is my favorite app. And um, anyway, it's about the seven different types of spirit guides, right? Uh-huh. And so, in the in the spirit guide in in that, she basically gets you to do a Questionnaire so that you can identify the type of spirit guides that are more likely helping you in this life. That's fantastic. And it's really yeah. interesting when you listen to the book or when you read the book and you do the quiz. It tells you the top three. But when you do the online version of the quiz, it just gives you number one. I'll put a link to this in the show yeah, notes for listeners home because I'm sure they'll want to um, check that out. So where I'm going with this is in one of the questions, it said in a past life, what would you have liked to have had in your life? You know, what would you have like, what kind of like life would you have liked to live? So it said all these different things. And then one of them was a queen and then one of them queen or king. And then the other one was a herbalist, like plant medicine. Uh I've done I did this quiz a couple different times because one, one of them I was driving. And so I was just doing it out loud and then trying to remember, keep in mind how many of the ABCs I'd chosen. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I was really stuck because I thought I always felt, and I was told one time when I was younger that I had been a ruler and I made a bad decision. And so it really has, it really challenged me in this life to step into my power
1: Oh. because i'd
0: made a bad decision before and it had caused whatever it did you know cause a problem it probably caused a massive problem a if it was like yeah. A great group. um yeah so i always knew that the queen thing was there but then i was really drawn to the herbalism and the plant medicine wow. life as well because i always felt that that was another part of me and so it was just really interesting that you're bringing up the plant medicine. Cause I also was speaking to someone yesterday about plant medicine. And I told her that I really wanted to like be like her because she was just so committed and making all these herbs and doing all this really wonderful stuff that wow. even as a young teenage, uh, when I was in my probably about 10 to 13, I used to create things like that um, in the forest and stuff when I was playing by myself. So yeah, it was just interesting that, that you pulled the tree card because for me, when I saw that, I was like, okay, I didn't really understand. But then when you threw in the plant medicine, uh, and I know you're not doing a reading for me, so you're not oh. able to go as further in depth as you as you can for your clients. But mm-hmm. uh, I just thought that was maybe a nice little indicator. One of the bonuses of yeah, leaving on the property that I'm in is I really do have this desire to get into that. And I think mm-hmm. I've just been sort of, limited, like getting in my own way and not really doing it. So mm. maybe it's a bit of a kick in the ball to do Action. that. And I've always been the fairy realm and that mm. sort of thing. So me, that's excellent. Very cool. Very Thank good confirmation. You. And um, Sorry. Brian Sorry, Elvis is amazing as well. The co-creator
1: of that oh, yeah. deck. Yeah. In his That's book, really Many book. Lives, Many Masters Changed My Life. I'll put, I've will put. i talked about well, it before. I've, got that. It I've got that book. One of my clients has it. And in one week, I had three people mention it. And my client just dropped it off to me. So I'm going to read it. Oh, you haven't read it yet? Oh, my God. No, no, because you mentioned it a bit. And then she oh. mentioned it. And then some other yeah. client mentioned it. I was like, all right, three people now. Three people. I've got to read this book. So she's dropped it off to me this week. So oh,
0: mm. yeah, that book changed my whole life. Because before I'd read it, I'd never really known anything about past lives or anything mm. like that so it was a really aha moment for me.
1: yeah it was amazing yeah.
0: yeah well I guess we're sort of getting into the show now in a room yeah so do you want to kick things off
1: yeah um, well, I just now. wanted to sort of start with you know I want to I guess hear from people at home if they listening to this you know if you have memories or flashbacks or that sort of thing because growing up I didn't know what it was but you know mostly I'd have I was always dreaming things but um I'd have dreams and it would feel like I was in a different part of the world and stuff like that. And sometimes I have, you know, flashbacks. I'd be sort of sitting in a room daydreaming or I'd be walking somewhere and I'd all of a sudden sort of flash back into what I felt was another life. And so I have memories of myself as a monk where I'm sort of running. I can hear like a tea bell and I can look around and see, um, you know, the gardens uh, and they're, you know, the old, um, you know, with the little stones, little pebbles and, you know, thoughtful kind of spaces, like very conscious spaces. And then there's a great big building and there's tea bells ringing and I'm running with my uh, colleagues. And they're all male, obviously, and we're wearing the robes of like a Franciscan monk. Um, It looks more Franciscan than Buddhist. And I can see my sandals on my feet. And uh, I know I'm a man. And so I've had that that sort of flashback, you know, since I can remember. Um, But there's a lot of other sort of flashbacks of different places. And you know, I just didn't really understand why that was happening or anything like that until I saw a lady who reads um auras one day and she said to me, did you know that you're a monk, you know, in a previous life? And I said, well, yeah, I actually remember it. I've seen it. And she said, you know, that would mean probably that you're into, you know, chanting music and, you know, all this sort of stuff, enigmas and, and all of that. And she actually said enigma and enigma was my favorite group. That was pretty much all I was listening to was enigma. Loved it. And I had oh, no idea why. And she said that's because you're it a monk. Fits. So it affects all your, your taste, you know, music, whatever you're doing, your um, values, I guess, in life. So um, I do do past life readings, as Lauren alluded to in my sessions, but um, it is a little bit different to regression or hypnotherapy in that I use the cards to sort of connect, go in, see what's going on in that life. And then I've got a little dendritic opal over here, which is a past life healer. So if people want to do past life healings, dendritic opal is a great one. Um, And I think I've showed Lauren that, but it does look like it's quite unusual um, in that it, you could almost go into it. Sometimes people can see different sort of shapes emerging and it does look like sometimes trees. Some people see. I was going to say, I
0: see a tree. Hmm. I see a tree, of course, because tree, hey? trees are theme today.
1: Yeah, so past lives, uh, and that's the that's a past life healer. So you know, often when I go into lives, people do think I'm talking about their current life. There are often a lot of overlaps, and a really good example of that recently, I've got a lady in New Zealand I've been reading for for quite some time and doing healings on, and she wants to do a lot of past life healing so that she doesn't continue those um, patterns in this life. And I do it for her and her son, so I do past life reading and healing on her son and herself. And it was really interesting when I did it, I had um, the ages all overlapped. Like I was saying, oh, you know, 23, you had your first kid, you had no idea what you were doing. Um, They took the child away from you. This is in the dark ages. And she fell pregnant with her son in this life at 23. uh, And the father walked out while she was pregnant. It's the exact same thing. And then um, I saw her father dying at 45, like just dropped dead. And in this life, her dad at 45 had a near death experience. He actually was clinically dead, same age so you know the ages were just unbelievable there's a couple of other ages that she said yep this is the meaning behind that as well so every age was the same in this life something significant happened at those ages so i always try and pull out the ages because that seems to be the significant thing i don't know why but um it seems to overlap so i always give people the ages so they can get a heads up um and recently this is really fun oh my god um i was reading this lady and i went into a past life what i thought was past life and she was walking down this kind of um, amazing like you know, um, you know, know, path and there was beautiful green grass on my right and houses on my left. And they were all like little kind of townhouses built on top of each other, thatched kind of houses. And she went into one of them and sat down and she was having a tea leaf reading. Because I said, I think I'm going to see my friend and I've got a kid with me. I've got a little boy with me, but I'm going in to see this lady and I think she's a tea leaf reader. And as soon as I said that, because I said, oh, there's a cup of tea and I felt like she was looking in the bottom of it. She nearly had a heart attack. And she goes, oh my God. And she said, my grandma who's passed t- was a tea leaf reader. That's what she did. She read tea leaves. And this was an old older woman, but I didn't know that it was a grandma necessarily, but it felt like, you know, cause it was a past life, but it, she was in there doing tea leaves and, and grandma was one that came through and was talking to us through the whole reading. So it was really, really funny. And so that was actually the same bloodline and that doesn't always happen. It was a past life, but it was the same bloodline because it was obviously the tea leaves and, you know, same relative and all that sort of stuff. So, I just thought that was the best. And as soon as I said tea leaf reader, she was like, I'm sold. That's it. <laughs> don't want to hear anymore. That's amazing. So that was really cool. Lauren, did you have anything to sort of add or comment on then? Well, my great grandmother
0: apparently was a tea leaf reader. And I remember oh, asking, yeah. I don't know how it came up, but I was asking my grandmother, um, basically before she passed away i was asking her um whether or not we had any kind of psychic phenomena or not phenomenon but any psychic you know inclination or anything like that in our family cuz i must have been at the time really fascinated well i'm still fascinated by it but at the time it must have been a really big thing in my mind and she told me that her mother used to read tea leaves and coffee grounds or something and that she always thought it was it was just fake <laughs> and i thought no obviously it's not fake if like this Old Scottish woman is reading tea leaves and coffee grounds. Like number one, if she's Scottish, I just automatically felt like she was legitimate. Yeah, but um, I always thought that was super interesting, and it's always been something that I've I've wanted to um to learn about and, and explore myself. So <laughs> you just made me think of that when you were talking. Um, Lauren, that's think, interesting. Think that Scottish Sorry yeah. to
1: interrupt as well. Scottish, because this lady's uh, heritage is Irish. So maybe it's an Irish Scottish thing. I don't know. Yeah, because her be. heritage was Irish.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, the UK is very like switched on with mm. all of this stuff. Mm. I guess because it's so old. And yeah. um yeah, I think one of the interesting things, and I think we'll talk about it a little bit more in the show. Um, you know, that you kind of alluded to initially was that, you know, when we have these sort of inclinations in this life could be an indication of, you know, who we were in a past life. One of the things that, you know, has happened to me, I remember when I was in um this is in 2001, I went traveling to South America with my friend at 18. And uh, we went to Buenos Aires and in Argentina. And I remember when I was there, I had had, I just felt like I was home. It was never really connected with a a random place like that before. But when I was there, it just had this familiarity. It had this sort of, um, yeah, it just had this, real connection with like, I just knew where I was, I felt like I was back home and I've never gone back since, but I remember, you know, at the time thinking that that was, it was significant Um, for me. And I haven't done a lot of past life exploration. I think one of the reasons for that is because I never really, uh, especially in, you know, recent years, I I've never really put a lot of, um, what's the word? wait on the past. (laughs) Um, I think that, you know, in our current state as humans, we are uh, constantly living in the past or living in the future, rarely where we are. And, you know, through Eckhart Tolle's teachings who I follow, um, you know, it's a lot about being in the moment. So I think that for me, I work really hard at allowing the past to go. But at the same time, it is quite fascinating to In the past life aspect, because these are facets of our personality, these are skills we might have that we we haven't necessarily tapped into in this life. And uh, I think that's really interesting. I had a theta healing, um, healing a couple years ago. And I remember I was on the table and, um, I was, you know, in the meditative state and she was, you know, working on me and stuff like that. And I had this insane pain in my shoulder, my left shoulder. And I remember feeling like it was so painful and I think it's one of the most amazing things ever, how somebody can be fine, lying on a table and then get energy healing and feel like a physical pain. You know, if anyone says that's BS, I mean, it is just absolutely amazing, you know? And so while she was healing me, I had this vision that I was a knight and I had been stabbed by a really long, whatever they call those instruments, I want to say a jousting a stick. Yeah, I think Georgia. You know, ju- well uh, Yeah, but like on a horse, a you know, they have those a long. That's a bayonet. Oh, uh, maybe a bayonet. Yes. So, and I remember I was stabbed by one of them in my shoulder. And she was helping me work through that. And I thought it was just absolutely amazing. Uh, another experience that I had most recent. Oh, actually, I will say too that um you sent me, maybe we should put it in the show notes again, but an amazing um Oh, the lineage. Meditation on insight timer, the lineage Lineage one. Yeah. And so I did the lineage clearing twice in a row. And I think I'm going to do it again because I thought it was really powerful, but I actually felt that shoulder pain again. So my left side, so that's my heart side. That's a bayonet. Oh yeah. Not a bayonet. No, this is like medieval times, medieval It's like a long wooden, you know, when two horses come together and they're doing that long clashing. Oh, right. Okay, yeah, It must, was like a long cool. wooden yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah. So when I was doing that lineage clearing, I felt that pain in my shoulder again. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really fascinating. Yeah. And I hadn't remembered about the night experience until you know that. I got that pain again. So I thought that was really cool and probably something that, you know, I could look into and explore a little bit more. And then uh, finally, one of my other past lives that I've had, which I thought was really interesting. I did a meditation a little while ago um, by Brian L Weiss or vice people call, I think it's vice actually, but anyway, so he was, it's on Hay House on their meditation app. You can download it. It's free. You just subscribe to their podcast and uh, it, you basically go, you do this past life thing. And I don't know why I chose it. I don't think I really realized we were going to do a past life regression within that meditation, because for me, I didn't really care. Mm. And anyway, so I, I'm in there and I'm going along with it. And then he basically tells you to go through a door or something. And what do you see? And I saw myself as a scribe. And I was like a man and I was wearing a red velvet cloak. And I remember I used to be a scribe and I would write things down and I was a writer and then I had this, then I kind of flashed back to my deathbed when I was a really super old man and I was dying on the bed and my mom was there, but my mom was like a different character in that time. And yeah, it was really, it was really fascinating. It was really interesting. So I'm not really sure necessarily what that means for
1: me in this day and age, but it's still pretty cool to talk about. Well, you were involved in the writing and all of that in this life too.
0: Oh yeah, I am. That's true. And sharing messages. That's
1: true. Yeah. And you just showed me your diary, like your journal there or whatever it was. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So it just shows, you know, some people will continue to do the writing like that. Other people aren't into that. You know, it's not, not part of their life. So I think a big part of your life is putting stuff down you know, ideas and
0: yeah, that's creating. and
1: <laughs> write courses
0: and writes. That's yeah, true. <laughs> it doesn't end. It doesn't okay. end.
1: Yeah, yeah. And Scribble Writer is in that particular deck that I'm going to well, put in the show notes as well. So um, mm-hmm. one of the things I did want to just comment on while you were talking is childhood illness because you were saying, oh, you know, past lives i would rather not know about them or put them to one side. And it's interesting that you said that, but then it's all sort of come up anyway, you know, where you've had opportunities to kind of do past lives and, and learn about them because the universe has yeah. ways of doing that. But uh, childhood yeah. illnesses, a lot of people want to know about that. You know, why do people get sick when they're little? Um, so, you know, one-year-old, I don't know. I used to work in a children's hospital, so I saw a lot of that leukemias and things like that. And my belief is, and this is just my belief, is that, and I have heard some other theories to support this, if you, you know, have euthanasia or die before your time and you had, you know, some sort of serious chronic illness, uh, and you may have been older, when you are born again, the soul hasn't cleared all of that stuff, you know? So when you die naturally, if you have a chronic illness, if you die naturally, the idea is that that karmic debt is is kind of done because it's usually related to something karmic. Because there's just that always that thing about why is a one or two-year-old chronically ill, why they're terminally ill, you know? And that's my belief. So that's why, you know, I'm doing the healing on uh, this client of mine in New Zealand and her son, that she wants it. But she also wants to make sure that any of that stuff is now gone. And it's interesting with what Lauren's saying about the um whether it's a jousting, you know, pole or whatever they call it going through you. I've had a lot of that where I've felt those old injuries and then we've seen the accident or the thing that's happened in the past life that caused that. And more often than not, those people have a birthmark in that location to mark where that injury was. And so with her child, her son. I'd seen some particular things that had happened and she confirmed, yep, there's a mark there, there's a mark there, there's a mark there. So he had birthmarks in all the places that I saw those injuries happen. So, um, and I've never met them face to face because they're in a different country. So, you know, these this is a real thing and it's a way for us to clear anything that we have brought in because not only are we clearing sort of, you know, karmic relationships in this life, you know, with other people, but there is stuff sometimes we do bring in from those past lives too. So we just have to make sure that we are able to clear those too. So it does play a really important role. Um, hypnotherapy and regression, you know, is, um, is what a lot of people would tend to get, um, to do sort of healings in that way. So, you know, while I'm going through, as I said before, I like to ask people what, you know, why this information might be important to them, what it might mean to them, you know, and this is how we really heal because when we can apply that to the current life, then, you know, that makes sense. And a lot of the time it is around, you know, relationships with parents that I do a lot of, if that's fallen over, then, you know, we can do some healing in that so that things get better in this life for them, or it may be a partner. Um, I have found myself doing my readings um, in the Acacia Records um, between lines. I've actually had a chat to someone's guardian angel, which is really cool. Um, And they were coming in with their little soul and they've got the book. So I can say to them, you know, what are the gifts? What are the things this person's bringing in? Give me a heads up. And um, that may be, you know, hopefully new information uh, for my client as well. So, you know, I don't really control a lot. I just sort of go wherever. There is a card in here that's like trust and faith, which has an angel, like a statue of an angel on it. So often that one, I'm going off into the nether um, and I just sort of really trust, you know, where I'm going with that. So um, Lauren, did you have anything you wanted to sort of say here?
0: Mm, I guess, well, I, I find it fascinating listening to your stories. I think it's so cool. I mean, every day for you, it's just a different day, isn't it? Mm. You're in your job. Yeah. If you can call it a job, it's more of like a lifestyle hobby. <laughs> that like my, yeah. Like, not a hobby. That's not the right word, but yeah. This is amazing. Um, yeah, no, I guess that I'm probably still kind of working out why past lives are relevant in this life. I think that a lot of, you know, you have to have a lot of self-awareness probably to not maybe be interested at at some point, but then Mm. at the same time, it's like, well, if I'm, if I have these default patterns or have these challenges, and I can't figure out the cause for them, then it would make sense going back. I mean, I I guess when you were talking about children coming in sick and and things like that, it made me feel sad in a way for for people who aren't on the spiritual path. And and I don't mean that in a a condescending way at all or patronizing fashion. I, I, I mean it more in the sense of you know, I found for personally a lot of faith and a lot of support and a lot of hope from being on the spiritual mm. path. Uh, for me, it's not made me fear of death anymore and all these sort of things. And I mean, do you kind of think that, I don't, I don't know, I guess we're all on our own soul's journey. I'm just working it out while I'm talking mm. to you. I'm just imagining these parents that are going through the hardest thing in their entire life. Mm. And no understanding of why, and probably a lot of guilt and blame for their own role within it, which probably has nothing to do with any of that. And
1: mm. yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, I think like with past lives, looking at past lives and things, you can actually get a bit of closure. Cause um I think I mentioned this in a previous episode, but I read for one lady, who's a friend of um, one of my regular clients that I see She's a mother, obviously, because it's her mom, but I was in a past life and I saw her lose her son. So her son died and it was some sort of chronic illness. And I was really, really sad about it. It was like, she did everything. She tried to save him. She went to the ends of the earth, you know, trying to find a cure, whatever it was. And her son died. And then I looked at her, I came back and I said, does that make sense? And she was a nervous wreck. And I said, Are you okay? And she said, I, and the age was relevant again. But she said, In this life, my son almost died and I saved his life. And she couldn't believe it. So she had then cleared, you know, we get opportunities, you know what I mean? To pay attention, you know, to really, you know, look at where we could do something differently. And in this life, she had the same opportunity and she saved his life. So he's still alive. And she's got something like seven girls and one boy there's only one son in this life. So, you know, that hit home to her, but she was like, Oh, thank God. You know, thank God I managed to save him in this life. I didn't realize that had happened before. And that's, that's a very common, that's a very common theme where I see a child die and they've saved the kid in this life or they haven't, you know, there's, there's so many overlaps. It's insane, but that, that sometimes helps you come to terms with that as well. You know, I had another child that had disabilities in a previous life and I said, oh, this child's got disabilities and they're ostracized and they're not being taken good care of and you're trying your best and da da da. And I looked at the mom and she said, oh my God, my child is disabled in this life and I'm going through the exact same thing. And she couldn't believe it. Oh my. So, you know, sometimes it's good to know and hopefully how to do it differently. Yeah. How to do it differently. Yeah. And not make the same mistakes. Mm -hmm. Cause I, I don't know, you know, I don't know anything about them. So I'm just saying everything and they're like, wow, okay. I won't do that again. It didn't work last time. So, you know, hopefully it gets people on the, on the right track. Did you have anything more to say here before I, well, how would you deal with that situation? So like,
0: if you have a child, you see a past life. And you see that you mentioned that they were doing the best they can, but the child was still ostracized and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. How would you help
1: them to correct that or feel empowered in this life? Well, in this life, what had happened was she had actually basically handed the child over to her uh, partner, the father. So they'd separated. She had basically in this life given the child to her partner and she didn't want anything to do with it. It was too much. It was too painful because it was reminding her of all of this stuff. So when I was sitting here telling her this, you know, that you've been through this before, this happened, you know, it was hard, you know, rah, rah. She was sitting there in tears going, oh, my God, I need to take this child back. So it was like this revelation for her where she had just gone, I don't want to have anything to do with it. I don't want that responsibility. So this was motivation for her to go back and say, all right, in this life I'm going to take more responsibility now. So it was a complete turnaround. Complete wow. turnaround.
0: So, do you think that when people are interested and in, or really gravitate towards, let's say, uh, I personally love Asian food, and well, I love all types of food actually. That I was just thinking to myself, yeah, but I also love Italian, and I also love Mexican. But
1: okay, like so in general. do you
0: think that I do like food in general? Yeah, exactly. So it's probably. It's so do you think that people when they make decisions or they have preferences in this life have you seen that it's a correlation to a previous life so for mm-hmm. example if you're really fascinated with a particular culture but you're not of av- of that culture now mm-hmm. do you have you ever seen that it's a correlation to a previous life mm-hmm. do you have examples that's, of that yeah yeah and that's what
1: i was saying before about the um, enigma you know how i listen to all the chanting and stuff like that because yeah. um i always have like since i was a kid i have wanted to listen to chanting i always have so um, especially for yeah. And that was the, that was the, I don't know if it's denomination or, but that was the um, kind of monk that I was. So yeah, that's what that uh, um, lady that I went and had reading with was saying. She said all of our tastes, all of our likes and the, you know, when you go to a country you've never been to before and you just feel like it's home that that was, you know, at one point that was your home. So um, my great grandma, mum's mum's mum is um, Indian, full blood Indian. And I'm talking, um, you know, India, Mumbai, you know, that India, not North American, Native American. So she's Indian. And so we've got that in our bloodline. But I also feel like I was in there in a past life because I, when I went to India, I felt like I was home. It was like spices. I've always been able to like stomach really strong chili. I dated an Indian guy for four and a half years and he cooked and I was like, yeah, give me more, give me more. It's awesome. Um, I've always worn bindis on my head, even before I met, you know, Shafi, my ex, I'd always worn bindis. I'd always dressed in like um, Indian sort of clothing. I went to a lot of Bollywood events. Like I've just been really immersed in the Indian culture, went to India. was like, Oh my God, I'm home. And then found out my great grandmother's Indian. So, you know, is it bloodline or is it past life? You know, I feel like probably past life as well as bloodline, but I didn't realize I had a great grandma Mm -hmm. who was Indian until very recently. So yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Our our cultural, you know, likes, dislikes, you know, drawing to, it's like bucket list. You know, why does, why does someone say I have to go to Egypt before I die? Why does someone say I've got to go to Brazil before I die? You know, why do we have those places we absolutely have to go to and we can't not go to because we've been there before, you know, there has to be that correlation. There has to be that overlap. Um, and that's yeah. what we're getting at with the, um, enigma before Lauren, I'm actually having, and I will put this guy's uh, contact details into the show notes. I'm actually having a session with Paul Williamson. I don't know if you've heard of him. Um, he's an older gentleman. He wears like a, a bucket hat on his head. Uh, and I say that because like, all his profile pictures have bucket hats and he's very, um, he doesn't look, he looks like a fisherman, to be honest. He doesn't look like a hypnotherapist, but he comes highly recommended. I've had several friends who've actually had sessions with him. So I'm actually doing a soul retrieval session with him, uh, next week. So I'll be able to talk about maybe this in our next um, session together. But, um, you know, I guess I thought about using those cards, the cards that I drew today for you and the listener at home myself, you know, but it is, it's like doing a healing on yourself. Yes. You can heal yourself. Yes. You can, you know, do all of that stuff and do readings on yourself, but, you know, sometimes with yourself, the head gets in the way as well. And it's easier, you know, to have someone else do it. Yeah. So I just yeah. figured that I might get Paul because he is highly recommended. And everyone's talking about him at the moment. And I figured, well, that's a sign for me as well. I'm going to have a session with him next week. So he's going to do um, yeah, soul retrieval. So I'm really excited about that. Um, and he's just such a, a regular kind of guy. I like to look at him. I'll bring him up so you can see a photo. He's such a regular guy that I just never, like looking at him, um, would have thought that that's what he does for a living. But he actually is going to be doing some mentorship for my um, girlfriend, one of my clients. He's going to be mentoring her and she's interested in learning about this sort of thing. Um, That's him there.
0: Oh, wow. That's great.
1: Isn't he gorgeous with his little um,
0: little bucket hat? Older man. He looks about
1: 70. Yeah. Maybe even a bit older. My my parents are like in their 70s and he looks probably a bit older than my parents. I'd say yeah, that's 80. true. I didn't want to. I didn't want to see
0: that he was older than he is. You know, you're always supposed to downplay it. Oh, yes. You um, well, let me know how it goes. Maybe I could interview him on the Afterlight podcast.
1: Mm, yeah, he's. Oh, he would be awesome. Yeah, he would be amazing. Yeah. He's got, comes with very good recommendations. He um, has worked in the, all around the UK as well. So he's actually uh, initially, I think, maybe from there, Glasgow, London, and Lancaster. Oh, cool. um, so yeah, all over the place. Yeah, um, that'd be a great one for your show. So um, that was it for me for that segment. Do you have anything to add here?
0: Yeah. Well, no, I I mean, I guess I was just going to say that, you know, everyone's got to really go through life, you know, honoring their own self and their own journey. So, Mm. you know, I I think that if people are dealing with challenges in their life, like for example, for me, I think I mentioned it before, but, or I might've just mentioned it to you off air. So I've always been really kind of a little bit nervous about, um, tapping into my spirituality in certain areas, like the angels and stuff like that's always been fine for me, but the mediumship and all that has always scared me a little bit. And I think it's because in a past life, I must've had something that happened that scared me, or I was maybe connected to the herbalism thing, you know, maybe I was taught that it wasn't good or, you know, something like that. Mm. So I just know that uh, about uh, six or maybe nine months to a year ago, a friend of mine did a theta healing session on me, Veronica, I'll put her link in the show notes because she's really amazing. And she removed that fear from me and it it changed my whole (laughs) life. And it doesn't mean that I still don't have like slight little awareness about it, but I feel empowered about dealing with it now. Whereas before I didn't feel empowered. And so I was really scared about even having conversations that were uncomfortable for me because it was triggering something within me. So uh, I did find that that was really powerful for me to explore that for myself. Um, When, you know, I think about exploring the idea of herbalism and all that kind of stuff, it's really exciting to me. And so maybe I'm a little bit more interested in past lives now than I, Mm. than I was prior to our conversation. Yeah. Uh, That being said though, I do think that, you know, we, we do need as, as humans, as souls living the human experience that we do need to really focus on being in the moment and being present and i think that for myself i i'm always been somebody who wants to try to run before i walk you know so it's no it, it's no surprise that you know about 4 years ago when i nearly gave myself a mental breakdown because i was trying to figure out everything so much like root causes and why do i do this and it must be connected to that and just way too much thinking yeah that it really set me off and i i took a break from spirituality for four years and just did Eckhart Tolle's work being in the moment. So I think that there needs to be a fine balance personally. This is my own opinion mm. of what we um, spend a lot of time looking back on and why. And I think that, you know, very often we can have a lot of regret or, We can have a lot of guilt around that we didn't do things a certain way or that we did them a certain way or whatever it is and and i think that if we spend too much time in the past we miss life now Mm -hmm. and i think that this moment now is the only one that we've got it's the only you know moment that's been promised to us and our our present is where we are powerful it's when we can make changes and we can transform in the moment so Mm I think that you know if if someone is going through things and they need you know additional assistance like you're talking about because it's pretty hard to be objective when it comes to yourself obviously pursue that but then I think that at a certain point we do need to live where we are which is here mm-hmm. but I'm coming at that from my own life from my own filter and not necessarily knowing the circumstance of the listener at home so, mm.
1: I think what's interesting just on that as well, because, you know, you're talking about two kind of different things. Past is, is sort of, we have past, present, future in this life. We're talking about past in like, you know, a different realm altogether, you know, different timeline, yes. if that makes sense. So I agree with yes. you in terms of living in the present. Um, the only thing I do want to say around that and what I've been learning from doing, you know, with my sacral bowl, I was having a lot of trouble playing the sacral bowl and it was just totally out of whack and it was like crazy. Yeah. So I've been doing a lot of healing, yeah. with the lineage clearing that we spoke about before, and all of that. And one of the things that I do want to say for the listener at home's benefit in terms of what <clears throat> Lauren's talking about is I keep having this repeating thing where Every time I try to start something brand new, which I'm doing at the moment, I've got a big project that I'm planning with the girlfriend of mine. Every time I try to do something new like that, or even sometimes with my readings, I still have self-confidence issues or something. And I'm like, where is that coming from? And when I was interviewing a hypnotherapist, he said, you know, you've got to be, um, you know, pay attention to or notice those moments when you have those, um, you know, doubt, those moments of self-doubt. And what are those thoughts that are going on in your head and where have they come from? And I became very aware of like, um, things that my mother had said that weren't supportive and weren't sort of encouraging. And so I've been healing that in the lineage clearing and doing my bowl and all of that. And I feel like that's kind of pretty much done because I don't feel like I have that sort of attachment to that now. And it really is a feeling of attachment to. But then I realized on dad's side that dad had said certain things, you know, don't cry, don't be a baby. you got to be strong. you got to be, you know, it was more masculine. It was like, you can't be soft, you know, don't be soft, you know, blah, blah, blah. So it was always like, I had to be that deep personality to keep him happy because I didn't want to be a weak girl, you know? So I think that in those moments now I'm aware of, um, the father's stuff, you know, as well. So that's what I'm sort of working on healing at the moment, because otherwise I'm never going to be able to move forward. I'm not going to be able to step into what I need to step into until I can release that particular yeah. thought. And with mom, it took two or three days. I started playing my bowl again and I'm like, I don't feel a thing. Like I literally don't feel any attachment to that at all. The bowl is normal. It sounds normal. Um, And I played it yesterday for another lady to see how she felt. And she was like, holy crap, that's like, that's going to take the top of my head off. Stop playing it. And I was like, really? It just sounds normal to me. What are you talking about? So, um, you know, I feel like, you know, I just wanted to say that because I do feel like, yes, I don't want to live in the past. But also, you know, if you do have those moments where it's like, I just can't step into my into who I want to be. And yeah, it's like my mission, where is my that coming heart. from? It's never your thought. Yeah. We've got to acknowledge that there's other people's thoughts. Other people have said stuff to us that stays in the back of our head in our subconscious yeah. saying to you, you're not good enough, you're not good enough or whatever it is. So I do feel like that is important just to mention there. And that's just my you know perspective. Um, but well I just said, I like that. Yeah. So Lauren, it's it's
0: good. And I mean, it comes down to, sorry, it comes down to us. We're all on our own individual journey. We're all figuring it out for ourselves. So, you know, I've had to work through stuff. So maybe because I've worked through certain things, I can speak from a different perspective than Mm -hmm. if I was still dealing with stuff. So there's Mm -hmm. also, you know, not to say I'm not dealing with stuff, but you know what I mean? Yeah 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 so
1: yeah but i think you know you can either go to you could go to a psychologist and you know talk about a bunch of stuff or you go to a hypnotherapist and they go okay well these are the thoughts this is the moment this is the thing that you know where all of that happened we can just you know heal this now and then move forward and i think for me you know that's a personal choice but for me that's right for me to do that to heal whatever that is so i can just go bang this is it i'm a creator now i'm just creating 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 nothing's holding me back um and the other not so much um you know for me and that's an individual journey as lauren said um now lauren the spirit's up time to get your spirit up um and this is brought to you yeah. by
0: this is brought to you by my new business which is the afterlight institute so basically if you are a spiritual uh, educator if you're a teacher if you're a healer if you're a mentor in the spiritual world and you are are maybe not really tech savvy maybe you are time poor maybe you're not really sure how to market but you have a mission and a voice that you want to share with the world and you want to do that via an online course then at the moment we are accepting applications to be a course creator with the afterlife institute so all the details for that are in the show notes well some of the details you do have to reach out to me and we can talk a little bit more about it but Essentially, what we're doing is we're offering free mentorships for course creators or for spiritual mentors to get their course created, and we're going to be selling it on the Afterlight Institute. So if that is of interest to you, if you do need that accountability, that support to really bring your course to life, then that's what the Institute is all about. And if you are a spiritual seeker and you are wanting to take high level courses at a medium price tag that have um, that will guarantee you a transformation for whatever course that you're in, then Afterlight Institute is for you. By the time you listen to this, the courses won't be launched because it's brand new yet, but the first course does kick off in November. And it's the beginning of an exciting, amazing journey that for me, I know is divinely ordered. And for me, I feel that everything that I have been working for in this life and maybe others has brought me to where I am now and where where I'm headed. And so I'd love to invite you to join me along the journey. Yes, so um, basically the Spirits Up, I actually just realized that I didn't create a
1: Spirits Up segment. oh well, I can, I can like just this. mention something here and you could comment yeah. if you want to. I've got some stuff. That sounds good. Um, a Let's lot of it's rehashing, really yep, though, well because um, you did ask me before about, yeah. you know, music and and things that can kind of link to past lives. And so, um, you know, one of the things that I guess, you know, I didn't mention before is also crystals, because uh, when I first touched lapis lazuli, which is that really dark blue, represents the uh, galaxy or the night sky. So it's very dark blue and mm-hmm. it's got the little, um, you know, things in there that are meant to, re- meant to represent stars and constellations. That's actually an Egyptian stone. Yeah. It matches my nails perfectly. And when I first touched lapis, I was like, oh, my God, um, this is the most amazing crystal ever. And then I looked up its uh, origins and it's Egyptian. And I know I have an Egyptian past life because I have memories of that. And I have memories of uh, putting a little baby into some water and allowing him to flow away or being there. And that's a biblical story, but I remember being there when that happened um, on the reeds, I think it was. I wow. put a baby on the reeds, and it was when they were trying to kill all the boys um, in the kingdom. So lapis lazuli. Oh. So I definitely have a connection to Egypt and that particular incident. But I wanted to say as well, I didn't mention sort of dreams before, but, you know, dreams are places you've been to, you know, sometimes people dream about, you know, Scotland, for example, um, and it feels very familiar. Um, so you may not have been to it in this life, but you dream about a place you've actually never been to. So dreams are a key indicator uh, with past lives. And that's kind of how I grew up dreaming about, you know, and a lot of people say that when kids have night terrors, that that's when they're actually dreaming about a past life and perhaps a death, you know, a death that they've had in a past life. Um, because we come in as a soul, confirmation, and we still have those memories. So uh, night terrors, I believe, to be past lives, children remembering them. So I recommend for that, um, and I can put that into the show notes, I recommend prenight, the stone called Pre-Night, P-R-E-H-N-I-T-E. So if you've got kids at home who are afraid of the dark and all that sort of stuff, that's a really great stone for calming, you know, dreams and stuff like that. So if they are remembering the horrible, um, this will encourage them to remember more of the positive. Um, so if it's past lives, more of the positive rather than the death and stuff like that. So that's a dreaming stone. So that's a good recommendation because a lot of children do, as I said, remember those um, past lives and then it all fun and games. Oh, sorry, past lives, Mesopotamia. Yes, I've been dreaming a lot lately and not dreaming a lot. I've been doing readings a lot lately and um, like the Neolithic period, you know, Mesopotamia has been coming up a lot. Atlantis has been coming up a lot. I've been getting some really great insight into Atlantis and how that was formed and created. But one of the interesting things is I went into the Neolithic period, Lauren, and this is the, I didn't know at the time, but I, I was like, I think this is Stone Age. It's primitive, you know, caveman type stuff but it was very interesting because they were talking about crops and I may have mentioned this previously to you, but they were mentioning crops to me and I was going, I don't think cavemen grew crops. That doesn't make sense. But I was like in my logical mind going, mm, okay. So I was like looking at it and I'm like, they're little people, they're smaller than we are. And they do look very um, hairy and stuff like that. And they had crops because they were, they were grinding like what looked like grain in like on stone. And I'm going, oh, this is so strange. Anyway, I was seeing all this stuff and I didn't spend a hell of a lot of time in there. That's why I want to offer this as just a service because I was like, I have to do other stuff. So I had to jump out of it, but it would have been great to learn more. But they gave me the, um, like the time timeframe. Um, so um, the actual time frame came up for me, the years and all of that. And when I went back and I looked it all up, it was all accurate. And it turns out that these guys, in so the Neolithic were the last stage of the stone age. And they were the ones that grew crops so that they didn't have to keep moving around all the time. So they actually stayed put. So they created that, they invented that, um, the crops. So I was just like, holy crap. And I messaged the girl and I sent her all the information and she's like, oh my God. And yeah, the um, the times and everything matched up. So, you know, it's just unbelievable. So in terms of like past life readings are not just, you know, scary going back into, you know, this and that, but it was also to go back and go, you were part of this, you were part of like inventing the phone or inventing something or, you know, you were one of the philosophers or one of the great musicians of the, you know, one of the maestros I've, I've read for a lot of people, Queen Mary of um, Mary, Queen of Scots came through. She talked about, you know, her beautiful red garnet on her crown, which is a lion's heart. Um, And it turns out the girl I'm reading for was one of her handmaidens. And she gave me all this information about this client of mine and what she did, what her role was, what she had to give up. She had to give up, you know, a life of marriage and children to be her handmaiden. Um, the lion's heart stone, I confirmed all of it. You just went lions, you know, we looked it all up. Um, and Garnet was this young lady, um, the one I was reading for, Garnet was her birthstone. She was actually born with the Garnet um, in, her, in her chart. So, you know, all of these things we could go away and um, and confirm, you know, the Brotherhood of Light came up once and the lady actually had a picture that was done by one of those uh, Spirit Guide Drawers uh, artists um, of the Brotherhood of Light and she sent me the photo and I said, he's pale blue, he looks like this, he's got this thing on his head, he's doing this thing, um, he's got this, you know, cloak or whatever and she sent me the photo and it was exactly what I described and she was like, oh my God, I can't even. So, you know, it's not just about, you know, the scary stuff. It's also about your yeah. connection to your guides, because a lot of the time your spirit guides in this life have come from a past life. So if you've shared a past life with someone, a lot of the time the guides I have coming through, Native American, Indian, Egyptian, whatever it is, a lot of the time, well, every time I think that I've seen, they have, we've had a past life with those people. So you think about your best friends in this life, potentially your best friend in this life may come through and be a you know, guide for you in a, in a future life or you for them so you know it's so interesting and that's why i'm so passionate about doing past lives because my god we can learn you know we can learn a lot um also about our guides in this life um you know to help us move forward and that's the reason i'm so passionate about it um did you have anything to add lauren yeah
0: I was just gonna say that I actually interviewed a really fascinating woman on the Afterlife podcast. I'll put a link to that. And we talked about exploring your life between life, past lives, mm-hmm. and also hypnotherapy to connect with your higher self. And one of the things that she talked about was she did a past life regression for somebody and they were an alien. Yeah. For, I'm not sure they how you're supposed to say that, but it's extraterrestrial yeah, yeah. and
1: yeah, an alien. Well, I don't if someone, Well, extraterrestrial is the other Yeah. Like, yeah but Eileen is, a yeah. Anyway. Um, barn being.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, they were an alien and at one point as well, they were a whale and it's a really fascinating conversation. So if our listener at home is, you know, if we kind of haven't satiated their past life palette, then really check that episode out. Cause it's fantastic. And I put a link to that in the show notes, Michelle, you told me that you once remembered being a tree
1: as well. Yeah. I was a train to past life. Yeah. Yep. And I communicate with trees in this life, yeah. So when I'm looking for missing animals and stuff, I will go and touch a tree or if I'm doing a paranormal investigation, I'll touch a tree in the backyard and ask what's happened. And the tree can give me a download of history and I've been able to confirm it. Like I've done this at many houses where I go in the backyard, touch a tree, get them to download information. I walk inside and I say, do you know about the history of the property, this, 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 this. Um, And they're like, oh my God, yeah, that's exactly what's happened here. They'll talk about past residents, you know, everything. Um, so trees, you can get a lot of information from, um, for me, I use it like in practical terms, but also, you know, if you were doing spiritual work, I guess, you know, go out and connect with an amazing tree, connect within the bush, you know, on a bush walk or whatever it is. But yeah, for me, missing pets, I can look at through the trees. So the tree will be, it's almost like a CCTV camera for me. I touch a tree and it will show me snippets of, you know, if this animal has come this way and which direction they were heading in and then I can follow them. So I actually use it, um, use it that way, like a CCTV camera. Well, wow. it's amazing. Lauren's like, what the hell? That's you all. I mean, like, well, I even, <laughs>
0: how do you follow that up? I don't even know. You just don't, you just stay quiet and have radio silence. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things. I didn't know what I was doing, but, um, you know, I touched the tree and got all this information. They confirmed it. Um, and that was a paranormal place I was talking about. And when they did that, I was like, well, that must be something. I had no idea what I was doing. I was just like, oh, let's touch a tree. But yeah, it's amazing. See, I was a tree in a past life. So very strong. Connection, I've seen that in meditation. So often I'll start from the tree and then come out, you know, from that place. But I've got a very strong connection to, you know, the nature spirits and all of that in this life. So it makes um, a lot of sense for me, the elementals. Um, Now, next episode, Lauren, we're talking about dreams. And we only, I only thought about this while we were chatting, but um, I thought, what a great one to do because everyone's been messaging me about dreams. And I've got this, oh, I've got one that I've got to tell you. It was really weird um, that a lady mentioned last night to me during a meeting about the snake and what it was doing to her body. And I was like, Oh my God. Um, so I will be, I mean, it was really strange. I will be um, yes. talking about that um, next week. And I'll give you uh, listener at home, a little bit of information about that. Cause that does, I did leave that very much up in the air. Uh, snakes. Mm. I'll just make a note here. So I don't forget.
0: That. You know, what's cool too is um, you were talking just now about how sometimes dreams can help us with our past lives. And one of the, most significant dreams of my entire life had to do with trees. Oh, so I'll talk oh, about that interesting. in
1: the next show as well. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. I thought that was actually interesting. Uh-huh. Wow. So Dream so Weaver. So we'll next have to leave it for next show. show. Yeah. So we've get, done some good teasers there, Lauren. Well, this has been the Spirits Up Business Podcast.
0: And please leave us a review because we are trying to get more people to listen to the show, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, Michelle is going to be wrapping up our socials and Michelle Uh, should have done that already. We really want to get the... Mm Uh, we really want to, you know, just kind of, yeah, spread the word of the show. And I, I do feel that our show is really great. Mm. I love it. I love catching up with you and talking about it. And I think it's, you never know what you're going to get. And for me, listening to you, I never know what I'm going to get. It's just <laughs> so interesting. <laughs> Because your week is so different, I love that you bring all the stories and the value to it. So, you know, um, definitely leave us a review, please, if you did like the podcast. And if you weren't such a fan, uh, we do recommend that you go back and you check out some of the previous episodes because they're all different and they all definitely have something for everybody. And we are all about giving you value at home. So we know your time is precious, and we do take the time to make sure that we've curated something that you're going to
1: you're
0: going to leave with um, knowing something new or looking at the world in a new way.
1: Mm. And also if you weren't a fan, I suggest going back and doing some uh, hypnotherapy or regression, uh, maybe even a past life reading with me to figure out why, you know, why you didn't like the show. You know, maybe there's an answer there in a past life. Who knows? We can do, do yes. some releasing and healing and uh, get you on board. So um, yes. Lauren, Maybe we here. triggered something that you need to do with. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, that's our job. That's our uh, job to help you move forward. Uh, Lauren, great episode today. Thank you so much. Thank you, my friend. See you next week. See you next week!